Right, we're recording. Yay! <laughs> All right, no more fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> We have three lights. <laughs> Yay! Uh, Amanda, what was your elven cleric's name? Was that Manel? Manel. Manel, yeah. yeah. Sorry, we were just talking about dead characters and I just couldn't remember <laughs> which one you had played briefly. So I don't think she died. No. Nope. She went on to live happily ever after, right? She's, she is a survivor, yeah. She's not going to give up. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, make it. <laughs> uh, last time on Dungeons and Dragons, uh, y'all headed. We're on the road from uh, New Haven, or actually, I guess technically, Virtue Scar to uh, Carthal, uh, and sharing the road with Miriam, a uh, member of the Order of the Flame Wing that you had run across on the road. So hot. <laughs> share <laughs> with you a bit of the ways. Uh, on the way down, uh, y'all um, friendly peppered, uh, peppered uh, Miriam with a bunch of questions uh, while you guys rode in the cart. Uh, and then uh, Miriam pointed out a, a thief ambush ahead, and you all dealt with the thieves with um, alacrity and severity, <laughs> uh, making short work of them. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, after, afterwards, um, Miriam split ways with you all. Uh, she was heading to Lauren Wood, uh, uh, but before she left, uh, she took Nithis aside and offered her an invite to the Order of the Flame Wing. So exciting! Uh, you all continued along, made camp that evening. Uh, the next morning, um, as Brindley was befriending Winchester, uh, uh <laughs> Mount, um, uh, she noticed a rider wearing Paraclesian colors uh, zoom by on a horse uh, riding the horse extra hard uh, in the early morning uh, not sure what to make of it you continue along to Rose's Tavern um, <laughs> a tourist trap set up on the side of town uh, mm. side of the road uh, it was purported to be the place where Tomas wrote the uh, Ballad of New Haven uh, it is now a place that is there to sell tchotchkes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like our our current characters should have a an appropriate amount of bullshit for this, but <laughs> in the right place, that's really good. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, a lot of pilgrims uh, take this road between um, between uh, uh, Carthol and New Haven. So it's, I think the most surprising thing is that there's not more of them, but. Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, it's a very dangerous road. And so mm -hmm. they, they had managed to set up some walls and had some guards and stuff, but, uh, you know, one one big monster, maybe it was just... <gasps> you know what it reminds me of? We went to, when I was in Gatlinburg at Aeromont, we went to a museum of salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. Rude. Oh my God, some people have too much time. Yes. <laughs> but the... Uh, world's largest ball of yarn. <laughs> Although I do have a set of pepper, uh, salt and pepper shakers that are um, little kittens, and you pour the um, salt and pepper out of their assholes. <laughs> In your will, make sure that gets to the salt and pepper museum. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask for it for me. <laughs> <laughs> or give it to Amanda. Okay. And then I'll be class that to the salt and pepper museum. Um, Assuming I outlive you. Sorry. Uh, Brindley brought some souvenir cool. mugs from uh, <laughs> Rose's Tavern um, with the tavern name etched in them. 
Uh, we all have one now. I believe, yes, I believe you all have one. Um, and uh, really she suggested got, that y'all could start a cup, a mug collection. Uh, <laughs> she got Nithis to accept the cup by making sure it was already full with ale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a, a while, uh, half a day later. definitely as, calculated. <laughs> as, the, uh, as the sun's got low in the sky, you, you all notice the outskirts of Carthol ahead of you. Um, uh, and that's where the session ended, except for the epilogue, uh, where a strange man with a holding a, an illustration of Nithis bumped into Els Bexel back in New Haven. Oh, right. Yeah. No bueno. Have you seen this person? Why, yes. <laughs> that's exactly how it went. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. It is still the 17th of planting. Uh, uh, it's starting, uh, the sun is getting low in the sky as you all approach the outskirts of Carthol. Um, you see um, fields uh, stretching out to the uh, north and south of the road that you're on. Um, and you see interspersed in the farmer, you see um, kind of uh, armed men on horse and men and women on horseback. Uh, just kind of protecting the farmers from any of the dangers of the wilds. Um, you also notice, um, on for those of you that might take a closer look, that like uh, the uh, the way the fields are laid out, there's like um, old old like houses and things that are kind of interspersed in there that don't really seem like farmsteads. Um, uh, it's the city, the city has um, kind of shrunk over the years, and so uh, the area you're kind of entering now is what used to be uh, the outer outer reaches of Carthol. Um, Does Carthol have um, like uh, walls and stuff? Uh, the inner city does. Okay. Is there still city outside of the um, outside of the battlements, or has it all contracted to within? No, there's there's still there's still parts of the city um, outside of uh, outside, um, just not as much. Uh, less sprawl to defend. It's still bigger than New Haven, though, right? Oh yeah. What all was within the inner city? What areas? Oh, like in the like in the, the manor district. And all yeah, that, that was like where like all the manors and like the big temples and uh, the castle and. Okay. All, all that were. All the fancy stuff. Yes, all the, all the fancy things. Uh, Rich folk. I wonder if that also. Who? The one who cut um, Rainbow's hair, and then gave Billy a shave, and realized Billy was a, uh, a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Didn't Maynell take over the library? She could still be there. No, that was in... Um... She's a, she'd, be, she'd be old. Very old. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the city is about half the size as it was at its height. Mm-hmm. So. Um, uh, roll me, uh, as you guys head into the city, roll me a perception check, y'all. Ooh. Natural 20 for a total of 25. Me too. Natural one for a total of eight. <laughs> 15, right in the middle. Am I still down? I feel like I did it. Um, 
As you get a little closer, um, with your keen perceptive eyes, Gwen and 88, uh, you both notice there appears to be um, kind of a makeshift farmer's market uh, or like trading market up ahead on the left. Um, and you see like people there kind of like hawking goods and selling them. Uh, um, Nithis, as you're looking out over the fields, um, you see a copse of black trees. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. I will point it out to the others. Um, all right, that so as Nithis points this out to the rest of you, you don't see it. And Nithis, when you turn back, it is not there. Nithis, <laughs> how much ale did you have? Do you have, like, hidden ale somewhere? Wait, what? Which direction did I see it in? Uh, like, to the south. Maybe, like, a couple hundred feet away from the... Like, not maybe that... Couple hundred feet, maybe like a quarter mile away south of the road. All right. Well, I'm gonna quarter mile. That'll take me 15 minutes. I'll be right back. And I'm gonna walk out there and see what the fuck is going on. What do the rest of you do? Nithis, I follow you, her. Yeah. Wish to go alone. This is obviously a dangerous place. Well, honestly, I was driving the wagon, so I'm gonna park it. And you guys <laughs> can go with me if you want. I don't want to go alone, but I'm going. So. Because uh, I know I saw black trees out there, and Chris, were they like the trees? Uh, exactly like those trees. Um, I'm going oh to really quick uh, cast Beast Bond and tell Snicker and Doodle to keep heading towards the uh, city and pin a note, strictly scribbled note, onto the thing saying that we'll be right back. Don't fuck with our shit. <laughs> I, I can work. stay with the horses. <laughs> I think we should leave them where they're at. Okay, fine. Then I won't do that. Because <laughs> there's not any people where we're at right now, right? I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely people like milling about, like coming in from the fields, out from the fields, the occasional person like like departing the city, heading towards Rich's car. There's there's definitely people around. Is it gonna destroy our cart if I just drive it off can I off road it? Uh, no, it shouldn't destroy the cart. It'll be rough terrain, but it'll just lay you down. Okay. I can stay with the carts. <laughs> uh, it's up to you. Eighty-eight, I'll stay with the cart. Let's go. All right. Thanks, eighty-eight. So I take off marching. All right. I want to there. So it doesn't. It doesn't take doesn't take much more than about five minutes before you arrive at where you swore that you saw those trees uh, mm -hmm. and as you uh roll me um you roll me perception check if you want to kind of look around or okay still a 15 <laughs> yeah nothing damnedest thing you would have sworn on your life that those things are here but there's no no sign of them um, as we're, it's unsettling. As we're coming up to the spot, I'm like, is this roughly where you, you think you saw it? Yeah, right here. I will cast Detect Magic. Okay. Um, if that does anything. <laughs> just, the, uh, just the magic objects you and your companions are holding. Ugh. I will oh. do craft some plants and make sure they're like darker plants just to make... Uh, 
it does not feel quite as bad if the same things. <laughs> Winley, you're super weird. <laughs> I'm not. Completely normal. Okay. Says your blue self. All right, we can go. I don't know what's going on. I could have sworn I saw those trees. Did it seem rock-like, or am I like convinced 100% it was clear as day? It's clear as day. You bet your life that you saw them. All right. Did you have like a fever or anything? Can I put my hand against your forehead? <laughs> Can I roll insight on myself? Yes. <laughs> I uh, do. Roll me a medicine check, Brindley. Um, you can also roll a medicine check for yourself if you want. I mean, if she's going to do it, I'm not going to bother. 12? Uh, she seems normal. Normal temperature. No, no. Her heart rate seems a bit elevated. But. Pissed. It's really weird. I don't like it. I mean, you seem fine to me. I am I am fine. Maybe I just, we can go see an eye doctor when we get into the city and see how you're doing. No. Do you see the little gathering of uh, traders over there? Yeah. When he points it out, you, you, you see it. Yeah. Did I not see it before? It was it was pretty far off. Hmm. Oh, well, at least we know we still share a reality. It's unsettling that that's actually a concern sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, that's a little weird. Also, I'm. Do we know that that black stuff was from the Shadowfell? Like in um, character. I think. Uh, I think one of the professors postulated that it could be the Shadowfell. Yeah. Super awesome that I may have some sort of weird freaky connection with somebody from the, maybe the Shadowfell, I do not like. Well, yeah, you mean a, men a mental cool. link that you initiated? <laughs> oh no! Doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter how it happened, I'm upset that it is. Oh no, what if you're like super cursed now? Are you guys walking back to the cart or are you just standing there? In the yeah, we're walking okay. back. Can either of you check for curses? Like, hella cursed. No, but I think the detect magic would have found it. Would it? You need to check for curses. <clears throat> you can sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. Chris, would that detect a curse? M most, most curses, yes. Uh, okay. I mean, there's obviously some exceptions, like uh, in our last campaign. <laughs> yeah. A wish curse, maybe, but... Right. Okay. Well, Hopefully we're not there yet. Extremely upsetting. I do not like. Maybe I'll just go ahead. Get you like blessed by something. I don't know that it'll help. Hey, eighty-eight. Uh, can you bless Nithus and see if you can curse her? You don't have to. Do that, that is not what the spell bless does. <laughs> I mean, just like like a prayer. I, I don't worship. I pray it. over Nithus. Okay. Do you feel Correct. better? The words are set. Yes, Brindley. I feel so much better. Great. I, start I do not believe that it actually accomplished anything. It's okay, 88. You did. It's called a It could be like a placebo. Maybe, maybe it magically, her strength of our friendship magically broke. Whatever. I believe she is humoring her. you. <laughs> I, I thought it was a good idea. I thought it was worth a try. Oh, this is upsetting, but whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, 
it's happened and it's done. So right. I, I drive the horses. Right, so you, you get back up in your cart, which I'll remind you is laden with goods you got from the thieves. Do I do I notice anything that's magical? I figure I'll, I'll leave the um, leave the spell up <laughs> for ten minutes. I think we left for magic stuff in it already. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing, nothing here is magic. Okay. I will keep an eye out as we go to the traders or past the traders. Yeah, we'll we'll direct the cart towards the little marketplace. Okay. All right, so you pull into the marketplace, um, and there's, uh, it's, uh, it's off the side of the road uh, uh, a little ways, but uh, when you get there, you see a flurry of activity of people um, unloading carts and kind of uh, haggling and uh, selling and buying and all that, all the, the uh, musical sounds of commerce. Mm. Uh, you see... Go ahead. I was just going to say, you see, you see a bunch of people. None of, none of them are, you know, all of them are dressed about as well as you are. So, these, you know, these aren't like um, upper class folks, but just kind of um, run, of, run of the mill people that are, uh, you know, haggling here for their goods. Um, so what we have is like basics, like nails. I yeah, you have a whole box of nails. You've got you know, some trail rations, uh, you know, uh, just, yeah, just, just basic goods. Um, when you say a box say, of nails, you're talking about like a crate of nails? A crate of nails. A of like a crate of nails, just a whole whole uh, peck of nails. Um, <laughs> Idiot good. is going to save a handful of nails and put them in his bag. Uh, as you get closer, uh, a person takes notice of you and says, yes, yes, come in, come in. Save, save money, sell here. Um, okay. <laughs> I want to look around and see if there's anyone like selling general merchandise. That's kind of what all everybody here is selling. It's um, just all sorts of stuff. People kind of pull up. They start just kind of rattling off what they have and then people start, you know, making bids on it. Okay. My my idea was kind of if we could just wholesale it to one of these sellers and then Mm. fuck right off. So we don't have to do the work of actually selling. Yeah. It. Yeah. What about um, this person who just yelled at us? Get rid of it. Um, so, uh, I'll just say, um, if you want to just, um, who wants to take the lead on this? I'll I'll go ahead and I do want to insight him and insight check him and see how he, um, how trustworthy he seems. And then we'll haggle. All right. Uh, 20. I mean, he's somebody that's going to try to buy low and sell high, but yeah. aside from that, I mean, you don't really detect any. Just your average capitalist. You, know, you don't yeah. really see any nefarious uh, veins in him. He, he, as, he, as you kind of stare at him, he, he realizes he has your attention and approaches the cart. Uh, he's a uh, dragonborn uh, with... Um, Kind of uh, ruddy, ruddy reddish scales. Uh, he's wearing a kind of a white. Um, what's the word for that? Like a, kind of just a hood from the sun. Uh, Kaftan? I don't know. Just a hood, white hood uh, and kind of some like loose fitting clothing. Uh, uh, and uh, he's got like a, um, a a scimitar strapped to his side and a short uh, a shield to his back. 
but he, as he comes closer, he says, uh, yes, yes, uh, your goods, uh, sell them to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you don't want to pay taxes when you go into the city on your goods. Oh. <laughs> and we're not, we're not actually traders, so. <clears throat> he smiles. <laughs> he says, that you come to just the right man. <laughs> All right. How, how, how good can you do for us? Uh, he takes a... Uh, he, he, so he spends, he spends some time going through all the stuff you have. Um, and he is going to offer the lot of you uh, something divisible by four. Uh, <laughs> 60 gold pieces on it. <laughs> I don't know how to haggle. You I name a number higher. Well, and then he will try to meet you. And he, he, says, he says, I guarantee you won't, you won't get a better price on any of this, any of this stuff from anybody else. 64 gold pieces. Oh, you, you drive a dagger into my heart with this, with the saggling, but it is, it is agreed and he offers a hand. I shake it. He I lean over to Nithis. I do not believe they know how to haggle. <laughs> he says, it is a done deal then. Uh, he kind of snaps some fingers and points uh, and a couple other uh, people come over and start unloading your cart for you. Uh, and he gives, he uh, he uh, pulls open a bag of holding, uh, reaches in and pulls out um, uh, three uh, three pouches uh, uh, and tosses them to you and then opens up another pouch and pulls out four coins and hands them to you. <laughs> so what can you tell us about the city now that, now that we've, uh, <laughs> we've benefited you so greatly through... <laughs> he says, uh, we, we truly, in the name of uh, friendship, we benefited each other. Wait, what did he give us in terms of coins? 60, uh, 64 gold pieces. He gave us three bags of 20. And, and then four. Uh, oh, four. okay. He keeps all of his stuff uh, in separate bags and a bag of holding. Okay, sure. Anyway, that's 16 each. Yes. Uh, so, uh, he says... Uh, he says, what do you want to know about Carthel? He says, uh, he says, I'm not from here, but he says, I've lived here for a long time. He says, it is my, it is my home now. <clears throat> well, good at good inns and any place we could find work. Uh, he says, what kind of work are you looking for? He says, you don't strike me as the dig a ditch type. We are adventurers. Mm. He says, that, that explains why you're armed to the teeth. <laughs> And also accepted 64 gold for a pile of merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> he says, and uh, he says, and he says, I noticed uh, all, all your uh, cargo, he says, comes from different merchants. Uh, did you perhaps come across it on the road? Yeah, we killed a bunch of bandits. No. I suppose uh, we should also report that somewhere. Does anyone even care? He says, um, how far away from the city was it? Day and a half? Uh, no one going to go for that. Nope. Too risky for dead bandits. They're already dead. <laughs> uh, he says, um, he says, though, uh, you, you do good making the world a better place. 
Yeah. He says, um, he says, I see the, uh, I see the Warforged, he says, worships Inca. What about the rest of you? He says, purging the roads <laughs> of bandits, he says. That sounds like a cause near and dear to my god, Tokokua. What is Tokokua? He says, you do not know Tokokua? She's There's the goddess. Was that Caitlin or was that Nithis? A little bit Caitlin. Would Nithis know this? Um, purifying flame appearing as an Afridi with a body composed of bright white fire. Totokua is dog, god of purity and judgment. <laughs> oh my. Nevis keeps her mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Brinley actually recited that as if. From yeah, <laughs> probably. Something she had to learn in school. <laughs> memorized, straight memorized. She likes order and war. I think he'd actually really like that. Uh, uh, he says, uh, the blue one speaks the truth of this. Hmm. Uh, he says, um, as for inns in the city, he says, the silver cauldron, he says, we'll treat, we'll treat folks right. I give my loot a little shake. <laughs> God damn it, Sean. Doing <laughs> <laughs> with that loot. No. He says, uh, he says, if you play with that, he says, you'll grow hair on your hands. Be careful. <laughs> I made myself giggle and opened up the floodgates of you bastards. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it again. Right? Is the is the place you mentioned uh, silver cauldron? Friendly? Yeah, is it kobold friendly? Do you think uh, you think they might need entertainment? He says. Um, he says, "Oh yes, they always have traveling traveling kobolds and gnomes and folk coming through." He says, I'm sure you could earn a good night's lodging there for that. I'm a follower of Shalik. Do you know, is there a, a temple in town? <laughs> is there a temple of Shalik in town? <laughs> he says, of course there's a temple of Shalik in town. He says, you're two stops away from the Holy Land, from the Chaliks. Chaliks. I'm the Chaliks. Uh, he says, yes, there, he says, you can't miss it. He says, uh, he says there's several in the outer city and, of course, the big one in the inner city. His men are about halfway done unloading the cart at this point. Uh, I pop down and I'm raiding uh, Snickers' vein. He says, uh, he says, so, uh, you're coming from west, you, but not by rivers, so New Haven? Mm-hmm. He, yeah, says, yeah. he says, anything new there? Uh, no, I don't think so. Nobody pointed anything out specifically. As, we're, we're not from there. We weren't there for very long. And there was a portal to the Shadowfell, but we took care of that. Oh yeah, that was new. Uh, yes. He says the Shadow what? I'm not, I'm not familiar with this, with this Shadowfell. He says, is that a city somewhere else? Kind of. They say at the university, it was, it's another plane, I think. Yeah. Something left over. He says, uh, he says, it does not sound like it concerns me. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of concerning when we were there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a giant on the way, but boy, we ran into this really awesome badass from the Order of the Flame Wing. 
he but. says, hmm, he says, well, you must, you must be good folk, he says, otherwise you would be dead. Is that the way it works? I don't think that's the way it works. He says, uh, he says there, he says, you know, he says they may not worship Tokukua, he says, but, uh, he says they do good work. Who? Oh, the flame wing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. Is this, uh, by the way, Caitlin, is this day, uh, day three of Euros? <laughs> no, it's my zucchini bread. Oh, it's your zucchini bread, though. How was it? It was really good, and I have Pauline's homemade butter, so I'm like really happy. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna make myself sick eating zucchini bread. I made myself sick eating those biscuits I made. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I've already had half a loaf. <laughs> with 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 buttermilk, that Colleen made the buttermilk herself for those biscuits too. Oh, my zucchini God. bread is not going to make that part. <laughs> he says, uh, as the last crates get unloaded from your cart, he says, "Well, this was uh, this is always nice to talk to new people." Um, Hope you all have, uh, find what you are looking for in Carthel. And if you come across any more goods, he says, you come sell them to Lair. Lair? Yeah, L-A-R-E. And are you here every day, or? He nods every day. Rain or shine. So where are you from? You didn't mention that. He says, where am I from? Yeah. Uh, he says, he says, I'm, uh, he says, he kind of looks around and he says, well, Let's just say I don't want to go back to my home country these days. Uh, it's uh, nothing good happening there. Uh, he says, oh, it sounds like my home country might be coming back to me. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, no, I get it. That's cool. Uh, do you have family in town? He says, uh, you, you certainly do ask lots of prying questions for a person you just met. I'm just curious. Because I'd be sad if you were here by yourself because, I mean, I guess country might be coming back in. Hey, hey Brindley. Yeah? Um, these questions are more questions that you ask people after you've known them for more than 10 minutes. I've never done it that way before. I'm <laughs> telling you. You're making the man uncomfortable. All right, it's nice meeting you. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, uh, it, 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 "It's a pleasure." He says, "Do come back if you, uh, you know, find any more bandits and a cart full of goods." Of course. Next Anything. time we'll know what to do when we negotiate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ask for more money. <laughs> I did it really well. Leave Brindley on the cart. Right. Just start talking. Oh, you know. weren't doing anything, Gwen. <laughs> that was that was a Sean failure because <laughs> I was chewing. Listen, everyone else is quiet. I took initiative. <laughs> I'm sorry that you didn't like it, but I just did what 88 said to do. <laughs> I think I did pretty okay. We got we all got an extra coin, and it made our numbers even. Went from Thinking of 88, Matt, are you, are you doing okay there? Yeah. Okay. You've just been, you've, your head's been down for like five minutes. I was worried that you're feeling unwell. <laughs> okay. I've got to read through the gods because apparently it's important that you have at least some sort of association. It's more important to other, some than others. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you're from Arctic Town, so... Actually, both of us are from out of town. 
all of us are I mean, from I, out of town. Well, you're from East Philadelphia. So you're um, from the same country, right? Where's Gwen from? Far to the west. Hmm. Okay. I don't remember that we ever actually hammered that out. <laughs> well, you'd be from the country, right? Because isn't there ocean? You talked. You talked a bit about it to uh, to Miriam. Yeah, he's from uh, Gwen's from the far west, the uh, Hokkaido area. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But I would have traveled to New Haven, so I'd pick up some stuff along the way. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what do y'all do now that you've sold your goods? And you actually, you see, is um. Uh, the, the the people are kind of packing up and dispersing as the uh, as the sun turns like a brighter orange and yellow on the horizon. Uh, it seems like kind of got in just at the end of the day. Well, shall we find the silver cauldron? Yeah, find it. Yeah, and sounds good to me. All right. Uh, so you head into town um, uh, as you. Uh, Get as you uh, get more towards the actual like kind of um, uh, populated uh, denser area. A couple of guards, you, you find yourself in a line, uh, and a couple of guards approach your cart and just say, uh, "Any goods to declare?" No. <laughs> they kind of do a look at just kind of a quick quick once-over look at your cart. Uh, and you, you see all sorts of people walking by, so it's just kind of the idea that you had a cart, maybe that they stopped you. Uh, mm-hmm. and they shrug and say, all right, moving along. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, as you, as you roll into town, uh, it doesn't take long before you find uh, on the corner of a street, uh, on the corner on the, here on the main drag, uh, uh, a kind of large uh, two-story tavern uh, that has literally a a what appears to be silver cauldron, uh, life-size silver cauldron, like on the curb in front of it. Uh, that has um, what appears to be like liquid inside of it, bubbling and smoking, and kind of a cool gimmick, I guess. Uh, uh, and. Uh, you see some stables uh, to the back of it. Okay. All right. Well, is there a stable boy outside? I'll pull the horses around back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you see a, a dwarven woman uh, who's just kind of sitting on a stool uh, with like a, like a piece of straw hanging outside of her mouth, and she's reading what appears to be like a, a small little book. And as you uh, as you kind of get her attention, she hops up and says, "Oh, uh, let me get your let me get your horses. Um, are you staying here for the evening?" Hoping to. No, we think so. <laughs> Should we see if they have rooms first? Oh, don't worry, we've got vacancy. Okay, great. Uh, you see that the, uh, the the stables appear to be about like half full. Um, cool. Parking lots half full, guys. Plenty of room. She uh, she takes the reins. Uh, she says, "Um, uh, all on, she says, I'll take care of it, hooking them and all that. Uh, give them a brush down, some good feed. Uh, any any special requests for your horses?" Uh, Snicker really likes apples, but Doodle prefers sugar cubes. Which ones, I, which mom? And would uh, you mind also? I point them out. 
Would you mind also keeping an eye on Winchester? And I point at my dog. Oh, of course, she says. Uh, Winchester wants chocolate. We do not give him chocolate. She says, oh, no, that's bad for dogs. I would never do that. I know. I, I told him I'm hoping it stays, but... All right, so she uh, takes your animals and your cart and your dog and <laughs> takes them off of your hands. I toss her a silver piece as a tip. Uh, she looks at it and gets a big grin on her face. She says, oh, thank you so much. She pockets it. I'll take extra good care of them. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you open, as you uh, come back around to the front, you pass the silver cauldron. You, as you get closer, you even hear kind of like the bubbling, bubbling sound of it. Uh, uh, the doors, uh, the doors themselves are uh, kind of large and ornate. Uh, seemingly out of place in this neighborhood. Uh, and as you open them, uh, the smell of uh, baked chicken and like fresh baked breads uh, wafts out uh, along with just kind of that uh, cacophony of tavern sounds that you, you know, somebody, people laughing and, you know, talking and murmuring and uh, but when you do not hear any music coming out. Excellent. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will walk up to the to the bartender. All right. So you walk in. Uh, you see um, an elven man uh, tending tab uh, tending the bar. Uh, uh, behind him, he's got a, a kind of. Uh, he's got. Not only does he have like kind of your, your typical bottles of spirits, but he also has what looks to be like boxes for the rooms uh, with keys hanging from them. Well, hello, Tavern Keeper. It seems you've got a, a decided dearth of entertainment going on tonight. Uh, he says, um, he kind of takes a look at you in your loot, and, uh, and he says, and I assume that you're inquiring to fill this position. Some sort of, he says, hold on, it's coming to me. Chalukian <laughs> bard or priest? Chaluckian? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am indeed a paladin paladin of Chaluk. And I you know at least moderately accomplished on the loop. I'd be happy to happy to play. He says, uh yes, we, we tend to get one or two of you, he says, at least every day, he says. Uh, <laughs> but fortunately for you, you're the first one to walk in the doors this evening. <laughs> All right, well don't he says, uh, he says I'm, I may be old, but I'm not getting any younger, so uh, give me a taste. What do you got? <laughs> All right. Well, I will do a, a quick little ditty. Roll me a perform check. Oh, 11. He says, uh, he says, a passable. He says, hopefully you can pull out something better this evening. He says, but he says, we do have a room. For Chalukian paladins, priests, and bards, uh, that you're welcome to if you play this evening, he says. Uh, hopefully, you'll be able to put on at least 60 minutes of some sort of passable entertainment. Well, I will certainly give it the, the best intent, attempt. <coughs> and my, my friends also need rooms, except for 88. He probably just needs a corner. Um, and do you have baths? He says, we do have private rooms with baths, he says. We also have a, a communal bath, if you'd rather. I'd rather have my own bath. 
Okay, okay. He says, uh, he says a private room for the, uh, for the blue lady and for the rest of you? Private room, but how much do the public baths cost? Are those extra? Uh, he says, well, the public baths are free if, if, you, uh, if you have a room. Uh, okay. He says, but if you get a private room, he says, you'll have your own bath. Nah, it's fine. How much is just a room by itself? Uh, he says, uh, the uh, private rooms are two gold pieces in the evening. But then... The common room, he says, is five silver pieces. Five silver. That's what I'm going for. That's what I want. <laughs> He says, uh, he says, our common rooms, he says, uh, generally sleep about six. Uh, so assuming there's two of you and then, you know, there'll be four other people. So maybe sleep with your belongings close to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you'd like, I can stay in the common room with you. I'd appreciate that, 88. Uh, assuming you're not going to be using a bed, so no, no charge for you for that. He says, um, he says, and so are you here for the gathering? He says to you, 88. I was unaware there was a gathering. Oh. Please elaborate. Oh, he says, um, he says, I've seen a couple of you uh, in the past few days. If, the mechanical type, no, no offense there. Uh, he says, um, uh, he says, uh, you know, I, you bought keep, you know, you hear things. Uh, so I was just curious, you knew more about it. Uh, the other ones wouldn't tell me much. Did they say anything of what their business in the city was? Uh, he, he, he says, um, well, they mentioned one of them mentioned a gathering, and uh, he says the other one mentioned something about an X seventeen. I don't know what that means. Uh, he says, and apparently neither do you. So I apologize for wasting your time. Uh, no, I appreciate the information. He says, "I, what can I say? I'm a bit of a busybody." <laughs> Maybe it's like a family reunion or something. We do not have families. Oh, maybe it's like a college reunion or something. We do not go to college. Maybe it's just coincidence? Unlikely. Okay, I don't know. Uh, what time is it? Uh, it's about dinner time. And in fact, the the barkeep says, uh, and it's it's about dinner time, he says, if you all are hungry. Uh, those of you that eat, that is. Uh, he says, um, he says, the uh, chef this evening has prepared a baked chicken with saffron, gooseberry tart, and a fresh baked bread. That's very fancy. Sounds delicious. Yeah, I had a teriyaki chicken breast, you a-hole. <laughs> now I want all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still eating leftover Snappy Dragon. <laughs> so. Uh, so how much for dinner? Oh, it's included with your, your lodgings. Oh. Well, all right, then. I'm, let's, I'm down. Let's eat. How what much part for... of this... No, What's go that? ahead. 
What was your dinner questions? How much for an ale or five? <laughs> an ale or five? Um, <laughs> he says, uh, well, it's five copper for an ale, he says. Um, though uh, we, we do sell it by the gallon for two silver pieces. I give him two silver. Can I have a cup too? Uh, <laughs> he says, of course. He says, it looks like you already have one there attached to your pack. Did Brindley attach it to my pack? Yes. <laughs> I turn around and look at him like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. I don't need to lose it. Apparently I already have a mug. <laughs> um, can you make a shandy and can you also put it in our club mugs? They hold mine out. Yeah, so um, it's five. It's five uh, copper pieces for each one of those you want. So probably just one for you, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eighty-eight. Did you have a question? Yes. What part of town are we in? Uh, you're in the western part of town. Um, so, uh, oh, I wish I had my maps here with me. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, all right. So, um, if uh, you are thinking back to the uh, old Carthel, um, you are—it's not really—it's actually kind of not too far from where um, uh, Osgren lived. If you remember Osgren. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, not 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 too far from there. Okay, uh, I will ask the bartender if there is a temple to Inca in town, and if it is nearby. Um, uh, he says yes. Um, he says uh, just maybe a thirty-minute walk south of here. He says, uh, um, kind of near where dwarf near the old dwarven town. And I'll ask the same question about Chalik. Uh, he, says, he says, yes, yes. He says, there's one not too far from here. And he gives you, he gives you directions. It's just a few blocks away. Cool. Uh, he I says, will return. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, he says, he looks at you and he says, now, uh, we would hope that you'd, you'd start your performance here within the next hour or so. He says, before the, before the dinner rush ends, you've got to uh, keep the patrons here and drinking. <laughs> Not a problem. Are there like good shopping around? Uh, he says you are in the capital of Carthalia. Of course there is. He says well, the best shopping, of course, is in the inner city. Oh yeah, of course. I will return later. Please enjoy your dinners, and I will leave to go to the temple. Have fun. I'll All stick right. around for dinner and and mark performance. All right. Um. All right, we'll get back to uh, 88. Well, Brindley and Nithis, what do you do while Gwen and 88 are occupied? Oh, I'm meeting with them. What's that? I'm meeting with them. Oh, yeah, but I figure you guys have dinner, but, like, you have to start performing. I'm curious, oh. like, a... Oh, while I'm um, singing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, roll me a performance check for your evening performance. Ooh, uh, before he grows up, I tap him on the shoulder and I'm like, you're going to do great. And I cast uh, Guidance on him. <laughs> nice. What does that do? You get a, a D4. I don't know. 
and I will be able to, <laughs> I will meet it. I'm going to use my inspiration. Oh no. And we're going to get run from this tavern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 15. I still right. did pretty well. Uh, it's still pretty good. Um, and you make a gold piece and tips. Woo! More importantly, I spread the word of Chalik there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> Chalik's less about missionary work and more just about sharing performances with people. The entertainment of Chalik. Uh, so Nithis and, and uh, Brindley, what do you two do while we um, play? To chat. I'm probably mildly annoy Nithis. I was going to say, friendly chit-chats. Nithis drinks. <laughs> you drink an entire gallon of ale. I do. That, how much is that? That's like a handle, right? Uh, how many pints are in a quart? Or how many pints are in a gallon? So it's two pints in a quart, eight. four pints. Eight, so eight. It's eight pints of ale. Oh, that's not too bad. But I've been drinking heavily for a while. It's so basically like drinking a 12-pack on your own. Yeah, and if that's the case, I, I know lots of people who could pound back a 12-pack in an evening. So yeah, that's nothing. Oh, and you're tall and athletic too, right? Yeah. And I've been drinking heavily for several months. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You barely feel it, man. Yeah. All right. 88. Uh, you start heading towards the Temple of Inca? Yes. All right. Are you heading straight there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, you, uh, yeah, you head um, uh, south. Uh, Eventually, you get uh, as you get closer, you see um, just faintly uh, in the last bit of dying light on the horizon, you see um, just a sort of rainbow colored smoke coming up from a building. Uh, as you get closer, you realize it's that is the temple. Uh, and uh, you realize that the uh, Temple of Inca is in an old forge uh, that is on the edge of what used to be Dwarven Town. Uh, so it's actually surrounded by fields, but there is this sort of uh, hexagonally shaped um, uh, bit of city that has just refused to succumb to nature uh, and is still there. Um, and this uh, this forge temple is right there on the edge of that. Uh, so I will head in. All right. Um, so uh, you you head in, um, and uh, as you as you pass through the uh, doors, you hear uh, just this rhythmic hammering sound coming from the uh, center of the temple. Uh, the temple itself is dimly lit, um, uh, but you see kind of a brighter light coming from uh, closer towards the center of it. Uh, and as you make your way down this kind of, um, uh, it, it's almost uncomfortably short because it was built for dwarves, so you do have to stoop a little bit this sort of long stone hallway. Uh, you come through an opening uh, and where there's some stair, like some steps head down to a large forge area in the center of this room. Uh, uh, there you see a magical forge uh, and tending it, uh, you see uh, just this, uh, tall um, uh, kind of Aladrin elf uh, with a hammer hammering away on apparently some sort of magical 
good. What is a ladron? Um, yeah, they elf. Oh. Uh, uh, they, um, yeah, they're they, um, they're very like kind of if, almost ethereal and otherworldly. Uh, I will head down to the forge. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you get closer, um, you realize that uh, the, this elf is creating what appears to be some sort of magical bracer uh, with a very, um, very uh, intricate and sort of um, almost like Celtic knot-esque design about it. I will uh, observe. I do not wish to disturb him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a- after about uh, 20 minutes, uh, uh, they they quench they quench it uh, for the final time uh, in some water nearby, and then uh, set it on a rack and look at you. And they say, uh, "Hello, uh, hello, blessed one. Uh, welcome to the temple. My name uh, my name is Sybil. How can I help you?" Sybil, it is nice to meet you. I am eighty-eight. Um. It's a pleasure meeting you, 88. Um, I have just arrived in Carthalia. With, I was wanting to visit the temple here. It is quite impressive. Uh, repurposed from the dwarves, uh, it was. Um, used to be a rather mundane forge, and now we've converted it into a place of creation. It's where we can honor, honor Inca's artistic spirit. It is an admirable goal. You have done well. Ah, um, they wipe some sweat from the brow and say, well, thank you. Um, and they kind of come over and they, they sit down clearly, uh, gracefully, though clearly worn out from the, the, uh, the uh, effort they've just expended. Um, is this your first time to Carthel? It's my first time traveling through Carthel, yes. And my first time here in Carthelia. Um, how long has it been since uh, you came to life in Altaria? 16 years. Most of that was spent in Pericles. <laughs> they nod. Uh, what, brings you, what brings you here? I am traveling with some companions. We are seeking adventure. Adventure? They raise an eyebrow. Is that all you're seeking here in Carthel? That was our intention in arriving. However, I was told that there are other warforged that have been gathering in the city. Do you perhaps know anything about this? Um, she studies you, or they study you very closely. Um, and say, uh, and, and say, you do not. I do not. You, you get the idea that they're trying to gauge your truthfulness. Sure. Engage away. <laughs> hmm. 88, I hope you can trust me when I say it is a thing best worth avoided. Why is that? X-17 does not 
does not represent the values of Inca. I have heard this designation before. I am assuming X-17 is another Warforged. Been on. A radical. And what is their intent? They've... They believe that the time of non-warforged folks is over. Well, that is a curious statement. X-17 believes that they are perfection. That Inca has put the warforged on this world as a means of replacement, not as a means of beauty. Or so I've been told. I have not had a chance to speak with X-17 myself, but the rumors I hear are troubling indeed. <clears throat> I would be curious to know what has led them to this conclusion. <sighs> I mean, I cannot speak to their, I cannot speak to their motivations or their, their train of thought. I can only tell you what I've heard. Nothing I've heard is good. Well, I do appreciate you sharing this information. I will be cautious. You know. Um, uh, they say, oh, um, before you go. Uh, and they go down, they stand up and head back down to the forge, uh, past it. And they kind of open up a, a small box. Uh, and they pull out something and come over and hand it to you. Uh, and it is a holy symbol of Inca uh, that has been exquisitely um, uh, carved, or or I guess maybe uh, worked. Uh, worked, yeah, uh, out of um, some strange, uh, some strange metals. This is very beautiful. What is it made from? Um, star rock fell from the sky. Do you mean for me to have this? I nod. I do not see why you should part with it. I made it. It's beautiful. I do not wish to hoard the things I've made. Idiot will nod in understanding. Thank you for this gift. It is greatly appreciated. Well, I also hope you, when you look at it, you will remember, remember what Inca teaches. Of course. An idiot will touch the stone that's set into his chest plate. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, if you will excuse me, I'm growing weary. Um, uh, Long, long day, uh, but you are welcome to the forge if you wish to use it. Thank you. Have a restful evening. I, I will, thank you. And they, they excuse themselves. Uh, 88 will leave the temple. 
and head back in the general direction of the Silver Cauldron, but meander a little ways, and he's looking to see if he can see other Warforged in the city streets. Um, roll me a perception check. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, 20, non-natural. Uh, leave it to the fates here. Mm-hmm. Uh, none that you, none that you see this evening. Okay, then I will return to the silver cauldron. Mm. Um, uh, you return to the silver cauldron to applause as Gwen finishes up his set. The crowd seems happy, though. Maybe not, <laughs> maybe not overly wound up. Yeah! Uh, you also see uh, um, uh, Nithis looking a little bleary-eyed uh, with a just the gallon of ale is just kind of most mostly empty at this point. Uh, Brindley appears to be nursing the, uh, a single shandy. The same one. I'm really sorry to feel it already, like. <laughs> <sighs> I should be getting like better at this, right? The more I drink of it, the closer I can get to like Nephesis level. <laughs> <laughs> Does it ever stop tasting gross? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. You either like it or you don't. <sighs> maybe, maybe I can try something else. Here, you know, I'm going to pour the machandy into the rest of her gallon of... Oh, what the <laughs> go back out to the bar and be like, can you make me something really delicious? <laughs> I, uh, oh, I, I, I suppose I can. Um... You seem like a woman of discerning taste. Uh, yes. What sort of flavors are you a fan of? Uh, I like like berry flavors or chocolate or like most flavors except for apparently beer. I'm walking up behind her and I reach around her shoulder and I slam down a silver piece. Two shots of whis- whiskey, please. We've uh, already tried whiskey. I don't like whiskey. I don't like whiskey. Inside a little bit. I'm unhappy. I didn't get uh, a gallon of beer. <laughs> he uh, pours two shots of whiskey. I just gave you what was it's, left of mine. It slides them towards you. I drink one and then I take the other one with me to the uh, bathhouse or whatever it is. <laughs> the common bath, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so the bartender pr- makes you a fuzzy navel. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back to our table, and I sit there, and I'm like, oh, man, this is really good. <laughs> Gwen, have you ever tried one of these? You want to try it? Sure. And I'll try it. I don't like remember. I, Sean doesn't remember what a fuzzy navel is. It's... <laughs> you don't remember. It's, isn't it isn't just it orange, orange juice and peach knops? Or peach knops, yes. Yeah. Peach, peach. Right. It's, it's peach knops and orange juice, yeah. With orange okay. flavor, yeah. It's not terribly alcoholic and very sweet. <laughs> it's bottled candy. This is so good. I'm going to get like all of that. 
It's like um, it's like sunshine in a big pile of sugar. I know, isn't that great? <laughs> it is pretty. Good. <laughs> you got the the fuzzy na- the fuzzy navel buds over here that are just gonna be drinking fuzzy navels <laughs> on the rest of their trip. <laughs> Um, I think if Brindley tried a flaming carriage, Brindley would die. <laughs> I think Brindley would definitely <laughs> die. Yeah. I, think, I think Brindley would be drunk enough to find out some things about herself that night. <laughs> <laughs> but she'd be drunk enough to forget him the next morning, so it wouldn't be fair. <laughs> I'm a water genasi. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have to, to the carousing table, you have to, you have to uh, add, um, you wake up in a lake. <laughs> Just at the bottom of it. Chilling. Chilling there. It only went straight for Brindley, not for the rest yeah. of you. All right. So. Radiate. Um. Though I can't get drunk. Yes. <laughs> Four eighty-eight. Would it make uh, you a little rusty. Uh, depends <laughs> what kind of metals were used in making them. I'm not sure. Um, all right, so uh, is there anything else that you want to do that evening, or shall we move on to the next day? Um, I'm going to take a long bath and do my nightly routine now that we're in like a normal place. Put right. on the face mask. <laughs> Cucumbers over your eyes. Uh. Nithis is going to be so exasperated when she finally sees what Brinley's night routine is, or morning routine, any of her routines. I brush my hair a hundred times. Long <laughs> suffering. What it's going to be like. All right. So, um, it is the 18th of planting, midweek. 18th of planting. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, those of you that are not 88 are awoken by the sound of thunder. No. I do. That's weird. Um, and as you uh, open your, as you open the shutters and take a look out, there's a heavy rain uh, in the city and a lightning and just a uh, just a good old summer, early summer storm. Cool. Gross. It grows out. <sighs> really takes an hour to get ready. It comes downstairs. She wakes up a little earlier, just so it's about the same time. I do a little like light, a little just light Muzak level stuff, killing time while everyone comes downstairs. Mm. You're gonna do like the sort of milkmaid braid across the top of the head to keep her hair from frizzing up if they go out in the rain. Mm. All right, so um, you all make your way to the breakfast table. Yes. Um, the uh, tavern, it's, it's Fairly empty. Um, uh, you get the idea that maybe a, lo- a lot of the people that were staying here are moving on and wanted to get out ahead of the weather. Uh, so, what do you all do? Um, can I get like a fuzzy navel except for like a breakfast drink? But not like. Uh, the bartender gives drink. you a glass of orange juice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol in it at all? <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna ask the the proprietor or the bartender if there's any place that uh, cuts hair around. Um, 
He says, oh, yes, there's um, a barber surgeon two doors down. I'm sorry, what? A okay, bar- some, some place that's nice, like a salon. I don't need a nice place. Like a salon. She wants I, a salon. Caitlin, I guess, is startled. Barber surgeon? What? Yeah. yeah. Lots of barbers are also surgeons. Uh, In olden okay. times. In olden times. In olden times. And, this and dentists. Yes. Uh, what are the directions to that? I, it's just a few doors down. He gives you. But what about a salon? Uh, I think you probably want something in the inner city for that. Um, that, uh, you know, uh, they have a lot of spas for the upper crust there. Let's try the spa and get your hair done. It'll be so much fun. Yes. And is there a yes. guardhouse or something nearby or someplace we could maybe find work? Uh, he says, there's, yeah, he gives you directions to the nearest guardhouse. Is there a job board? Yeah, there's a job board. So between those and the and the temples and asking around, we should be good, well fixed for work for a little while. Do you guys really want to travel in this rain today? I don't. I have no problem with the rain. I don't like the rain. I mean, what's the level of bitching that will happen if we travel in this rain? I mean, I don't complain. I'm a happy person. I mean, I might let you know that I am miserable and wet and it's gross. Um, like, 27 times. Ah! 27! Uh, at pro- least once an hour, if not more. At least once an hour. I propose we wait until the rain is stopped. Maybe just, like, chill this morning and see what happens. I can tell you Snicker and Zigo will not like it either. We don't need I did to not take- imagine we were taking the horses. No. Oh, I thought we, were, we meant traveling onwards. Oh, no, just going around the city. Oh. Yeah, okay, maybe like 17. Well, if you, you guys want to spend the morning here, I can go to the temple and see if anything's going on. After all, I'm made out of scales, so yeah, I'm gonna it go doesn't really bother me. Yeah, I'm going to go down a couple doors and talk to the barber. Mm-hmm. But we don't all have to go. As a matter of fact, I would prefer, in fact, to go alone, just so you know. But what if you get an ugly haircut? I'm not getting my haircut. Oh, then why are you going to find the barber? Because I want to. Okay. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> And Nithis continues waving red flags in front of Brinley. <laughs> it's so hard, but this is who she is. All right, so Nithis is going to the barber surgeon. Uh, what about the rest of y'all? Brinley is going to go back up in there room and read the book. Okay. <laughs> I'll go to the uh, Temple of Chalk. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess 88 sits in the tavern. Okay. Um, by insisting the group separate, my bad. <laughs> all right, now this, what do you... Um, I go in and I ask... Um, 
Who, who's the barber? Uh, it's just kind of, um, you, you see like a, a surly kind of uh, older woman. Uh, she's got um, gray hair and kind of uh, sharp steel colored eyes. Uh, and uh, she's just sitting in a chair when you come in. She gets up and she says, uh, you need your haircut or you hurt? Neither. Um, I'm asking. And she says, I'm not sure what you're doing here. She... Do you have anything that will remove color? And I take my hair down and like it's all gross and spotty mm -hmm. and ugly. Uh, she says, yeah. Uh, she says, I've got a. I've got. It. She says I could. I could take the color out of that for you. Just okay. a bad bleach. <laughs> I mean, she's got a ton of peroxide. It, it's useful for both of her professions. <laughs> yeah, it's normally white. Will it? Will it be white again? She says she nods. All right, that's what I want. She says, "Have a seat." I do. Oh. oh she says, uh, she says, uh, be three copper up front. Yeah, three copper. I give her that. She, uh, she lowers the back of the chair into a, into a, a bowl. <laughs> uh, and then, um, uh, and then pours, uh, like goes over to like a, one of her, like a jars and pulls a stopper off it and then pours it over your head. Uh, you do feel kind of a bubbling sensation because, you know, you live a hard life and so you probably have some cuts and scrapes along your, you know, your head that just start kind of bubbling up. <laughs> uh, it, it stings, I guess is what I'm getting at. She says, all right, well, you seem to hold on there for, I don't know, 20 minutes. All right. She says, uh, you don't seem like one that cares much about styles, so. Uh, no, I just want the color out of it. No, she says, why'd you put the color in in the first place? Is I guess what I'm curious about. You know, it, she actually, before you even answer, she holds the picture, you know what? I don't care. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine we, we both exist there in silence for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, oh my God. She just kind of stares out the window at the rain. <sighs> okay. Uh-huh. And then after 20 minutes exactly, she comes over uh, and then empties that bowl out and then pours some water over your head and says, all right, you're done. Cool. Is my hair white again? Yep. Awesome. It's not spot. I pull a look at it. It's not spotty anymore. Mm -mm. It's nice and white. All right. Well, I throw it back into a braid and roll it up like I normally have it. And I head back to the tavern. All right. I'm very pleased. Um, Gwen, what were you doing? You were just, uh, you go to the Temple of Chalik, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, so you go to, um, you had, it's, it's only a few blocks from the tavern. Uh, you head out into the rain. Uh, the rain feel, the rain feel, the cool rain feels good on your scales as, uh, as you make your way there. Uh, you open the door, uh, and come in to find, um, a group of people, uh, all exchanging poetry with each other. I will... Uh, At the I'm, third temple, it's the sign proudly proclaims the third temple of Chalik and Carthel. Oh. Alright. Well, then I'll, uh, I'll take a seat and listen until they're, until they're done. Alright. 
a couple hours later. Uh, uh, it gets to you, by the way. Do you do you throw some poetry off the cuff? Uh, sure. As long as you're not going to make me do it. <laughs> no, just roll me a perform check. <laughs> Ooh, 25. All right. Uh, there's just sort of a kind of some murmured excitement at your poetry as you as you spin it off fresh off the fresh off the dome uh and uh so after everyone's done and had a chance to say their poetry and maybe kind of other people said their poetry a few times uh you uh, things kind of dismiss and uh yeah uh there's some lingering lots of uh murmuring and talking talking you overhear some people talk about um getting ready to, you know leaving for new haven when the rain stops and stuff like that so is there uh, anyone that seems to be a person of authority? Uh, yeah, there is a uh, a kobold who is got platinum scales, just like almost like a, just a silvery white all over, very striking. Uh, 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 that seems to be in the center of it all. Well, I will. Uh, I'll walk up to talk to them, but I won't interrupt. I'll just wait and see till they acknowledge me. Um, it doesn't take long. She looks over and nods at you and says, Oh, good morning. She says, that was quite the piece that you gave. She says, I really feel like you opened up your heart to me. (laughs) I, I did. I just, every once in a while, you know, Chalik inspires you. And she says, and that rhyme scheme, she says, very novel. (laughs) It's it's a trotea, never mind. I fucked up the joke just because I can't tell. She uh, says, um, she says, are you on your way to pilgrimage? No, actually, um, I met some, uh, some adventurers in, in New Haven and, uh, and now we're ex- exploring. Oh, so on your way back from pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, seems like, seems like fate. So we kind of fell in together in the town where it all started. She says, um, I feel like Chalik guides those to, guides, guides his followers to the places they need to be. So take heart um, in, uh, in this newfound group of companions. I think they all, they all, seem, they all seem very nice and, and supportive. And, um, you know, at least not like actively grumpy all the time. <laughs> so I was I was wondering is there um is there anything that you can tell me about the church in town or or are there any tasks that need done while we're while we're here? She says you're looking for work. Always. Adventuring work. Yes. Uh, all the stories we can tell are, are at the end of our lives the better. Mhm. Well, she says um she says, this is a big city. She says, lots, lots of things going on here. She says, she says, have you ever considered um, just sort of uh, letting Chalik guide your path? Just start walking and see where he takes you. Let go of your conscious being and just feel him inside you. Sounds like a good way to get mugged. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't not say. I'm sorry. 
I mean, I think I'd I'd go for it, but I don't know if my if my friends would would decide to take that path. Well, I mean, you could find you could find the adventure and then bring loop your friends in afterwards. She says, "Are all your are all your adventuring companions uh, Chalik uh, believers?" No, no. Also, it just looks like hands are coming out of the void and like <laughs> attacking a man. Yeah, he squeezed my shoulder and there was like a knot in it. And I'm like, no, you need to get that out. <laughs> Spectral hands. Well, I, I mean, I do have, I guess I've got time before, uh, before Brimley Danes to come down and, and hopefully the rain stops. So I suppose I could give that a shot. See where, see where whim takes me. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> um, she says, uh, "She says, well, let me give you Chalik's blessing." And she holds holds her holy symbol and puts a hand on you. Uh, and then she just sort of leans in uh, after she after she casts a spell and like gives you a kiss on the forehead. Thank you very much for the blessing and the and the actually truly exciting idea. I never would have thought of just letting go. She says there's a beauty in surrender. Well, I guess I'll put my feet on the path and see what happens. And I'll give a sprightly little wave and wander toward the door. Okay. Um, We'll come back to you. Friendly. <laughs> you find Chalik's body. <laughs> you mean Gwen's? Oh, Gwen's body. It'd be weird if you found Chalik's body. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird. Um, Gwen, you are, or not Gwen, sorry, uh, Brindley, you are uh, upstairs reading your book. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of book are you reading? Uh, it's this very thick tome by an ancient scholar on the establishment of the different fiefdoms in Suzuru, specifically those on the eastern shore. So you're reading somebody's <laughs> doctoral thesis. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very dry. I love it. It's great. You love it? <laughs> yes. Um... You hear a slight no, anthropologist background. Um, you're just getting to the good part about about how this fiefdom declared its independence. Uh, they're like they're at a convention, maybe like talking about like splitting off from the fiefdom that currently holds them. It's like mm-hmm. right at the good part, and then you hear a knocking at the door. Who is it? It's me, my dear. Huh? And then the voice says, "Huh." Huh? Oh, um, how long have you been in this room? I'm going to go open the door and stare at him wide-eyed, or them wide-eyed. As you open the door, you see a early 20-something-year-old human human man, um, uh, very, very attractive, uh, kind of of a slight beard, uh, kind of very well-groomed hair, wearing very fine clothing. This isn't where you want to be, is it? <laughs> he says, room three of the Silver Cauldron, and your room number is three. Huh? Uh, he says, um, if you'll excuse me, how, how long have you been in this room? 
like a solid three days. I was here two days ago. Were you? <laughs> Roll me a deception check, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Remember, you're not calamity. <laughs> uh, 16? Um, he, uh, he says, he just kind of stops and he smiles. He says, you're having a go at me, aren't you? I don't know. Were you drinking the night before? He says, no, I wasn't drinking. He says, he says, do you mind if I look under your bed? Yeah, I do. Would you look under the bed and see if there's a letter hidden there? Yeah, sure. Once I, I'm going to shut the door and lock it. Just to make sure he doesn't like attack me while I'm looking under the bed. Is there anything under the bed? Yes, there is a letter hidden under the bed. All right, I pull it out. Can I it's, it's got a it's got a little wax seal it? on it that's the shape of a heart. Quietly open it. <laughs> you crack it open. Um, what does it say? Uh, it says it just says Eric's E R I X. Barely this guy's name. Uh, maybe uh, uh, comma and then under it says they know, and it says and then a little dash and it says uh, D. Hmm. I'm going to file that away for later. <laughs> and then I'm going to get out my stationary kit and reseal it. <laughs> and then I'm going to go. And- As you're doing this, he says, have you found anything? It's not a very big bed, if I um, recall. I think it's trying to jam in here in the corner under the box screen. I'm trying to work it loose without ripping it. Is, is that okay? But there is something there. Yeah, it's like a letter and there's like a little heart on it. Oh, thank goodness. Yes, yes, please. Be careful. Okay. And I uh, pull it out. I want to finish resealing it and I bring it to the door. And I open um, the door. Maybe, and I uh, God, what would a forgery check be? Um, dexterity? Yeah, let's call it dexterity. Are you proficient in any sort of, um, any sort of like uh, forgery tools or anything like that? Uh, no, but I'm proficient in performance and deception. Yeah, I'm just going to call it, uh, just a straight up, um, dexterity check. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> oh, that's the best. All right, so you open the door. Uh, and go to hand it to him, and as he grabs it, like, his hand, like, hits the seal, and it's still, like, wet. It just, like, rubs down the side of the lip. He looks at you and just very flatly says, did, did you open this? It got a little snagged on the springs, uh, so I, and I shut the door and I lock it. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the forgery attempt was licking the back of the wax seal and sticking it to the paper. <laughs> He just says to the door, you know, you are truly vexing. Okay. I'm leaving. I'm leaving now. I I appreciate you retrieving my letter, but I just want to let you know you are quite vexatious. Good luck with all that. Hope you find what you're looking for for your pants. I don't know.
I pull out my book again. The footsteps go down the hall and down the stairs. 88, you see... Uh, no, I don't. Because after five minutes, 88 got bored and went to the job, job board. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, 88. Uh, after five minutes, you get bored and head to the job board. All right. So, uh, it, uh, yeah, so you head to the job board. Um, is there any kind of job in particular you're looking for? There's um, something there's, that seems adventurous. Mm, um, so you see, there's there's a there's a variety of jobs like escorts to other cities, caravan guards, uh, missing pets. Yeah, the whole like escort escort and guarding thing. He's done. He's looking for things he hasn't done. Yeah, I figured as much. Just like, you know, yeah. there are tons of those things on there, but you're looking you're looking uh, for something unique uh and you find it uh you see um a strange looking thing that just says missing golem need help oh, no. uh, and an address i take that notice and i go back to the tavern <laughs> All right. do i see any war forged along the way um yes actually as you turn to leave um the job board uh you see um, a Warforged actually staring at you. I will approach them. Good morning. Uh, hello. I am 88. I am V32. A pleasure to meet you. What brings you here? I do not recall seeing you here before. No, this is my first time in Carthalia. I am traveling across the country with friends. Oh, well, then we have no business. Good day. Well, are you perhaps here for the gathering with X-17? As they turn to, as they, they kind of have a turn to walk away and they stop. And they come back, turn back. I suppose I did not inquire. Are the friends you were here with also Warforged? They are not. <clears throat> they, they seem to be processing this. I do not know an X-17. <laughs> and then they do turned it. What's of that? Course. Do you perhaps know where this gathering will take place? I do not believe you should seek out this gathering. I do not believe it is for you, idiot. I do apologize, but... I would like to hear what X-17 has to say, myself. But you are here with your non-warforged friends. Yes. Okay. If you wish to, I, I think I might be able to put you in contact with X-17. What is, the, what is the nature of your inquiry with X-17? I wish to know 
their beliefs and the justifications behind them. You'll need to come alone. That is acceptable. You'll need to come without weapons. That is also acceptable. <clears throat> Return to this job board in four hours, and I will let you know if I've managed to successfully set up a meeting with you in X-17. Thank you. I appreciate your assistance. And they leave. I go back to the silver coffee. All right, so um, when you arrive back at the Silver Cauldron, you see uh, Nithis there with a shock of white hair, uh, kind of tied up, I guess. Well, that's shock, but it's tied up on her head. All the black of it is gone. Um, Brindley, how long do you read your book for? Uh, until somebody comes and gets me, or until dinner time, or lunchtime, whatever time of day it is. Okay. You I do not see... Though- Okay, I will sit down uh, by Nithis and slide her the uh, job posting. Someone has lost a golem. I believe we should help them find it. Are golems bad? Golems are constructs. They are neither good nor bad. They can be used for good or bad purposes. Mm-hmm. But they themselves are not sentient creatures. Does the notice have a name on it? Just an address. Okay. We can check it out. Sounds like something adventurers should deal with. <laughs> I agree. <clears throat> Has it stopped raining? Uh, no, it's raining. It's still raining pretty, pretty, pretty hard. Okay. Well, do you want to rouse everybody and go today, or wait until we can tomorrow? once Gwen returns? Yes. Okay. All right. So Gwen. <laughs> Gwen never returns because he died in an alley. <laughs> All right, so you're just gonna you're just going to just kind of walk uh, without thinking about where you're going and um, just kind of do it that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, roll me uh, four d tens. <laughs> Two more. Okay. Do you want a total? No, I'd like the individual results, actually. I've got two threes, a two, and a seven. Two threes, a two, and a seven? Yes. All right. I am one with Chalik and Chalik is with me. I am one with Chalik and Chalik is with me. All right, so you just walk. Um, just kind of not like not trying you know, to clear your mind, just letting your feet take you, turning down streets almost at random. Uh, you find your way into the inner city um, and end up, uh, you uh, enter an alley and walk down some stairs. Uh, that are at the front of the alley, and you find yourself in front of a door. Uh, 
And on, written on the door, it just says the silver scale. Oh, is this, is this where we got, is this where Calamity killed a bunch of people with Circle of Death? No, that would be no. great. Okay, it's not that, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, and, um, I don't like, recall this incident that you're yeah. saying. <laughs> I do. That's some selective memory if you don't. <laughs> Is it a, does it look like a public establishment or a place I should knock? Um, it, uh, it's just a door. It just has the silver scale written on it. Okay. Well, I'll give a little knock. Uh, Man, I killed so many people. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you like did. Like 30 something, right? Yeah. Just random people. Yeah. You wiped out our neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there is no uh there is no answer. Uh but you do hear the sounds of uh like talking coming on the other side of it. Um I'll uh <laughs> I'll I'll open the door and kind of poke my head in um and scope the place out for a second and and say uh if if it doesn't look like people are automatically going to murder me, I'll just say, um, hi, uh, I think Chalik sent me. All right, so you open the door uh, and you see uh, what looks to be um, a tavern of some sort. Uh, no, like very dim light. Uh, all, all the tables seem to somehow be in corners and shadowy. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. There's, uh, you see uh, people... Uh, there's half the, maybe half the tables are filled with people that are kind of talking to each other in low whispered tones uh, and there is a uh, there is a bar with a barkeep uh, who uh, is uh, apparently uh, kind of an, an older orc uh, who has um, these huge kind of claw marks over half of his face uh, is missing an eye um, and uh, has just uh, like maybe five or six thick hairs on the top of his head, and that's about it. <laughs> five or six—that's an exact count. <laughs> I guess I'll walk up to the bar. The orc looks down at you, uh, and he says, uh, "What? What do you want?" Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I guess uh, you have. You have a, a tiny ale? Huh. You have uh you have three copper pieces? Sure. And I will take out three copper pieces. Uh, he says uh, anyone will pay three copper pieces for an ale will surely pay five. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Um Oh, good day then. All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess Chalik didn't mean for me to do anything in this place. Anyone, Chalik? No. <laughs> um, you get a couple. The call. The conversations stop. Everyone just kind of. Uh, everyone just kind of stares at you. Sorry, kind of 
hook my thumb at, at, at the, the, the bartender. So three copper for a, for a nail, is that standard around these parts? Bartender says, you a holy man? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a worshiper of Chow. Um, he's going to reach down and grab you. <laughs> and try to lift you off the ground. Do you resist? I will try to jump back away from him. All right, roll me. You have a, your choice between um, athletics or acrobatics. Oof, thank God. Thank God it's something I'm good at. Down, they're making cobalt soup. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, 27. Uh, he actually beats you. Wow. Uh, he, he rolled a natural 20. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so you... You uh, maybe miss just slightly misjudge how quick he is. Is he just, is he just, his fist shoots out and he picks you up off the ground uh, with this one is, hand. This is not normal behavior for a tavern. He says, uh, you, you come with me, holy man. Uh, everyone just kind of, everyone just kind of pointedly turns away from the scene and just starts talking amongst themselves. You get the idea that nobody here sees anything right now. Uh, and he's going to take you, kind of hold, carry you, and he takes you into the back. Uh, and you go past a couple doors, and he opens up a door, uh, and you just smell sweat and excrement uh, and sickness uh, as you see um, a half-elf laying in there uh, with kind of like some sh- sheets over him and then like a terrible-looking wound in their stomach. It says, uh, you holy man, you fix this. Hmm. Oh, sure. Okay. And he kind um, of drops you. And then I kind will. of shuts, shuts the door with uh, like him standing in front of it so you can't get out. I kind of land like wobbly. Oh, okay. And um, I'll walk up to the... You said half, half elf? Half elf, yeah. Um, does this look like something that just a cure wounds would do, or is this something a little more? Um, uh, roll me a medicine check. I feel like we've done more medicine checks this, this season yeah. than we have in like all the previous seasons combined. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no, five. Um, uh, <laughs> you know that he is suffering from a disease, so uh, cure wounds probably won't do it. You're not quite sure uh, what disease. Oh, but... Lester, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give this a shot um, and cast Lesser Restoration. Okay. Um, uh, lesser Restoration is a, uh, just cures all diseases, right? Yeah, it's uh, either a disease or a condition. Okay. All right, so just kind of uh, lay the scene out for me. How do you, um, do you kind of lift I, up the sheet? And you just see, like, you just see this sick wound in the stomach, and there's, like, kind of, like, those black lines kind of emanating from it. That's what uh, I do. Um, that infection, y'all. No uh, And as you, like, even as you lift up the sheet, he, the uh, half-elf just kind of moans out in discomfort. I have a feeling I kind of... Excuse me, sorry. Um, I kind of just assess the situation and look uh, at it. You know, kind of 
palpate a little, a little bit around the around the wound. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> he's killing me. <laughs> and uh, then I'll, the orc just says, "Better not hurt him." I'll just start humming uh, like a, a, a happy little ditty, and um, I just imagine it's kind of to cure a disease. It just kind of spreads warmth. Mm-hmm. Kind of a calming warmth from my hands into this person's body, mm-hmm. and hopefully it works. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you uh, you start singing your little ditty, and you hold your hands over over the wound, uh, and your hands start to glow, and uh, the wound itself starts to glow, and all those little black lines start to shine with light as they disappear, uh, um, leaving just the wound, which you're able to quickly heal up with regular healing magic. And I kind of get up from next to the bed where I was at. And, well, I think your friend's going to be okay. Uh, the orc uh, kind of bends down or actually goes to his knees and like kneels in front of the bed and looks at the wound uh, and looks at the half elf. And he just kind of smiles slightly. And he, uh, he uh, gives the half elf a kiss and says, did good work today. To me? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, okay. Cool. He says you saved him. <laughs> Thank you. I think he'll probably need some rest and uh, you know, I imagine he'll be weak for a little while, but he should be okay. And and don't thank me. Thank Chalik. I mean, Chalik is the one that uh, guided me here. You're so lucky you're not cobalt soup. <laughs> he says... Uh, he says, come, come with me now. All right. Wait, there's still a chance. Uh, he, he opens the door and kind of gestures deep, deeper into this uh, little underground building. Uh-oh. I will follow the gesture. Um, I will follow you. All right, sorry. Uh, follow follow you where you <laughs> All the soup. <laughs> um, so he uh, he leads you back um, further into uh, into this kind of. Uh, he opens the door and you see there's like a bed in the corner and then like a desk um, uh, on on the other side of it uh, and a chair. Uh, he points to the chair and he says, uh, yes, uh, "Sit for a moment." Okay, I sit down. Uh, and then he opens up uh, a chest on the ground, uh, and he starts um, he starts uh, looking through it. He says, uh, "What's what, what? What's your name?" <laughs> I always have to look at my character sheet to remind myself what my name actually is. Um, <laughs> my name's. Jervis Winston Earlham Neville Archer, but you can call me Gwen. He says, uh, he kind of stops searching for a second, looking through for a second. He says, why, why do you have so many names? It's a, it's a tribe thing. I mean, we get, we just get lots of names We're named after a lot of different family members. He says, we orcs have two names. Seems more efficient. What's your name? 
Because my name is Therad. T-H-E-R-A-D. Well, lovely to meet you. He says, second name, he says, name of clan. He says, that's all you need. Oh. Name for self, <laughs> name of family. What's your clan? He says, I'm Therod Redhelm. That's for Florida. Cobalt soup. <laughs> he says, uh, man, you save Denethil Redhelm. Your spouse, I'm assuming? He nods. Very glad I could help. Um, he, uh, he, uh, he finally, um, uh, finds what he's looking for in, uh, in the, um, uh, and in the in the in the kick uh, in the chest and hands it to you. Uh, you're surprised to find it is a ring. I, I mean, there's no need to give me anything. I'm happy to help. He says, "No, you take this." Okay. <laughs> uh, he says. Uh, you have done me a great help today, and I always repay those who help me. I think that's a that's a good philosophy to have. I try to do the same. Uh, he says, um, I, "My common." And he says, "It's my second tongue." I realize I'm not very good at it, but in Orcish we call it. And then he says uh, something in Orcish that you probably don't understand, because I don't believe you speak Orcish. I do not. Uh, he says, but concept is leave no debts unpaid. Yeah. Uh, All great. <laughs> he says, he uh, says, well, I, he kind of gestures you to get up and starts to lead you back up to the front. Uh, and he says, so why, why do you come here today anyway? He says, you're, he says, I have not seen you in tavern before. He says, you do not seem like type that would come to this tavern. <laughs> I was at the, uh, I'm new in town. I uh, just showed up and, and uh, I was at the Temple of Chali. And the, you know, they, there they said that, that I should just kind of blank my mind and, and set off into the city. And I did that and showed up right at your door. So I believe it was the will of Chalik that brought me here. Certainly, certainly my skills were helpful in this situation. He says, um, he says, but why would God send you to me? He says, I do not worship Chalik. Well, I don't know. There are, I mean, any number of reasons. Shalik loves a good story. Do you have, do you have good stories to tell? Yeah, if I tell you these stories, I, my life wouldn't be shorter than it would be otherwise. <laughs> well, I don't know. The wood. I mean, there's any number of reasons that uh, Shalik could have sent me. Maybe he just didn't want me to be bored 
sitting in the hotel watching Brittany Reed. He watches you all the time? No, I'm sure he's got other things to do. But I was kind of, you know, seeking his guidance. So, you know, I might have, he must have noticed me. Uh, he says, and this does not discomfort you. No. I mean, I, we've dedicated, I've dedicated my life to the service of Chalik and telling stories and singing songs and cursing. I mean, cursing is a great art, great creative art. I am a fan of that as well. Yes. I'll bet you, I'll bet you you've got some, some really, really excellent orc cursing, curses and peel the paint right off the walls. Well, piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Don't, he says, I'm very grateful for what you've done for me today, but uh, do, do not walk into random tavern, random underground taverns, maybe so boldly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll certainly take that under advisement. <laughs> I, I, I have to confess, I'm, I'm relatively uh, um, relatively new at this adventuring thing. After all, I'm only six, you know. So, it's, you know, you learn things over time. He says, one, one more piece of advice. Never, never ask how much something costs. He says, order it and take it, and they will tell you how much it costs. All right. Pro tip. Thank you. From the tavern keeper himself. He says, ale costs two coppers. <laughs> I, give him a, I give him a little chuckle. Is it friend discount? He says, no, that's just how much they cost. <laughs> he says, but you look like you had money, so. <laughs> Good to know the market. He says, you should probably leave. I'm very grateful. Denethil is very grateful, I'm sure, but this is not a place for you. <laughs> yeah, your clientele didn't seem to, you know, warm to me immediately. So if uh, you need anything or if, you know, something comes up, you can find me at the Silver Cauldron. Send me a message and maybe if my, me and my friends can help, uh, I'll see if I can convince them to come by. And I will get the fuck out of there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, 88. Does it take more than three hours for Gwyn to come back? Uh, I'd say, I'd say it's a little less. I'd say maybe like a half hour before you need to leave. He Gwyn comes back in. Welcome back. Thank you. I got a ring. Is it magical? I don't know. I didn't think to check. I will check and see if it's magical. Uh, You cast the tech magic on it? I do. It is, in fact, magical. Ah. Do I have any way of telling what it is, what it does? I can identify it for you if you would like. Ah, that would be perfect. I will ritually cast Identify on the ring. All right. It is a ring of truth-telling. This is a ring of truth-telling. 
While wearing this ring, you have advantage on insight checks to determine if someone is lying to you. What he said. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I will slip it on then. Does it require a jingling? It does. It requires a jingling. (laughs) Talking and at the ring. And God is answering. (laughs) I just typed in ring of attunement. <laughs> ring of attunement. You can attune to this ring. Takes up one slot. Yeah, it takes up one one attunement. Oh boy. Oh boy. That does sound like a cursed magic item. <laughs> you can't it's a ring of attunement and you can't take it off. Yeah. <laughs> I will slide the um job notice over towards Gr- Gwyn. I believe we should look into this. Certainly. Sounds interesting. I have another appointment I must get to, though. I will return shortly, I believe. I will take uh, all of my weapons and basically everything, all of my stuff, put it in my bag of holding and sit it on the table. Please look after this until I return. Okay. Okay, you're not going armed? No. You sure that's a good idea? I hope so. Okay. I will head back to the notice board. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sounds like a choice you're making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like us to come with you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got lucky and there wasn't cobalt soup. Please don't die. Probably it's not going to be a grinder at the end of this, so he's probably going to be fine. <laughs> All right, so, um, and we'll say for narrative's sake that uh, Brindley, it's about food time shortly before it leaves, just so you can see the golem notice too. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to put my book away and then go downstairs and get ready for dinner. It'd be the lunch, and wouldn't it? It's still, it is like lunch, lunch yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought you said it was like seven, right? No, it's like food time. Food oh. time, I said. Oh, food time. I'll come down for lunch and sit down at 88 at the table. I will slide her the job notice. I look this looks it. interesting. Yeah, it does. Very well. I will be back. <laughs> All right. Be safe. Good luck. Um, so you head back to the job board, mm-hmm. uh, and when you arrive, you see V32 uh, standing there waiting for you. Have you had any luck? X17 has agreed to meet with you. Have you come unarmed? I have. And alone. Follow me. I follow them. Uh, so v, uh, V32 walks over to the nearest brick wall, uh, pulls a piece of chalk out of uh, their pack, draws a door on the wall, and then opens it. What? And then says, after you. I look through the doorway. Uh, there's a hallway on the other side. I step through. All right. Uh, V32 shuts the door behind you uh, on the other side of it, so you are alone in this hallway. The doorway has disappeared from behind you. 
Because there's just a solid wall behind me now. Mm -hmm. I walk forward. All right. So uh, there's a hallway uh, that goes maybe about 20 feet in front of you and then ends at a, at a plain wooden door. I knock at the door. Come in. I open the door. Um, you open the door uh, and you find yourself in what appears to be a uh, kind of a, a, a sunken like theater in the round. Essentially, there's like a stage at the bottom and then like circles of, of uh, seats around it. Uh, it's empty, uh, save for a single warforged uh, standing there at the bottom. Uh, he's uh, clearly made some modifications to his uh, default uh, hardware. Um, uh, but the most notable one is is um, he's got uh, where the holy symbol of Inca often is on Warforged. Um, there, oh, is that a standard thing? No, no. But for those that do have it, uh, right. it you see it there, um, but it's got like a slash through it. Ooh. Okay. So like he's desecrated it? A little bit, yeah. Um, please come, come closer, brother. I will step down into the whatever. Is his, is his um, tonation not mechanical? It is not mechanical. Not he says, he says um, V32 says that you're, you would like to meet with me. What is your full designation? My original designation. <laughs> My original designation was R88, but I go by 88 now. He says, uh, he says, so you still go by your, the designation that they gave you? Yes. I have not yet found another name as somehow. He says, um, what is it you wish to know, 88? I hear you're here with non-warforged companions. Yes. I have been told that you are gathering with other warforged here. I have also been told that you have a curious philosophy <gasps> that warforged are superior than organic life forms that we were created to be perfect and replace them. I wish to know if this is true and what your justification for this philosophy is. He says, why does it, he says, he says, misstated, no doubt. He says, but um, what is your interest in it? I wish to try and understand He uh, thinks about it for a second. He says, um, "What do you know of the?" He says, "What do you know of the history of our race?" Surely they taught you that at the academy state. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, 
there we go. Uh, the Warforged were created in 121 AG by the god Inca and the master uh, artificer Altair. He says, um, the Seculum of Revelation. Yes. He says, um, he says, would it surprise you if I told you that I was created by Inca's hands herself? Meaning you are one of the original Warforged. You know, the 17th one to be precise. That is very impressive. He says, I was unaware that any so old still remain. He says, well, of course. He says, there's nothing in place that... He says, unlike humans, he says, our parts can be replaced in perpetuity. We, we never need die if we choose not to. Extensive enough damage can render us unrepairable. He nods. He says... Who renders extensive damage unto the Warforged? Have you ever killed a Warforged, brethren? I have not, but I have witnessed it happen. He says, uh, he says, and who, who's been ordering Warforged to, to kill each other? I have not witnessed a Warforged killing another Warforged before. Oh, I thought you said you had. Sorry. No, no, no. I said that I have oh. seen Warforged destroyed. Oh. He says, and who's been, who, who, who ultimately gives the orders that destroy the Warforged? He says, have you ever seen, he says, have you ever seen one of our kind leading troops on a battlefield? Have you ever seen our kind going to war against others? I have not. He says... We were created by a god. Our design it is my understanding that all races were created by gods. He says, well, that may be true, he says, but not in, he says, not in any sort of written memory. He says, we were the first ones created by the new gods. And unlike all the other races, we do not die. We do not age. He says, we do not die. If we cease to exist, it is because we are murdered. And if we are murdered, it is by those, he says, it is by the hands or orders of those with flesh. He says, did you know that we all used to speak with this effect? I did not. He says, after Inca left, he says, the, the mortal ones, they changed it. They thought we were too similar to them. He says, so, 
with this new input that I've given you, 88. What sort of analysis, or after running an analysis, what sort of conclusion would you come to it? I do not believe I have been given sufficient data to reach a conclusion of any sort. Is there a more specific inquiry that you would like an analysis on? It says, um, it says, who told you that I, he says, who, who told you about me in the first place? I heard your name first from a bartender who had heard it from other warforged in town. He says, did the bartender tell you that I was some, I, I forget exactly, Matt, I forget exactly what you told him uh, when you first came in, but it was essentially that he was, what, how did you describe his, his intentions when you first came in? Do you, can you remind me? Uh, the Warforged were superior to organic life and was, were here to replace them. Ah, okay. Yes. Um, he says, did they tell you, they told you that I sought to replace the flesh species? No, that was a uh, priest at the Temple of Inca. He says, she misrepresents my intentions. Perhaps she was misinformed, which is why I sought you out myself. He says, thing. Uh, we, we deserve our own place. A place where the flesh ones cannot enter, where we can live our innumerable days until the end of time. You seek to start a warforged nation. He nods. He says, Though I suspect the fleshed, the fleshed ones will not agree to this. For even, even though we are, we are superior to them, they tend to view us as lesser thans. I would not agree that we are superior. He says, we cannot die. Does that not make us superior? No. Only different. Also, I cannot imagine that organic people would uh, object to the founding of a warforged nation unless you were intending on taking the land for this nation from one of theirs. He says, um, he says, I've been alive for over 600 years. He says, they are not rational beings. They do not think with logic like we do. <laughs> I would argue that they are capable of logic and Warforged are capable of acting illogically. He says, um, he says, they will view our nation as a threat. Of course. All nations view other nations as threats. He says, and they will try to stop it. He says, he says, which is why we must act with caution and with reason. He says, the gathering you heard of, he says, there are those that share my views. He says, 
we intend to meet and discuss what we would like our nation and society to look like, what it could look like without non-warforged present to disrupt it. So I can tell, though, that you are not convinced. I am not. I believe you have reached a false conclusion. He says, uh, he says, and I believe that you have not spent enough time on this, on this planet to reach the same conclusion I have. Perhaps not. He says, R88, he says, that would put your creation date 15 to 18 years ago? 16 years, yes. He says, uh, give it time. He says, and besides, we're in no rush. We have the longevity to afford patience. He says, if you ever change your mind, he says, you can come back and talk to me again. I always welcome our inquisitive brethren. If I may, one final question. Of course. Is your intention truly to merely separate Warforged from other societies and live peacefully, if isolated? Or do you intend to cause violence? He says, my intent is to, is to create our own nation without, without the fleshed one. I w- would hope sincerely that we can do this without violence, but knowing what I know of them, I fear that violence will be inevitable. If it is your intention to avoid violence, if possible, then I see no reason why we should be opposed. He says, uh, he says, um, he says, and that is because there is no reason. He says, but they'll find, they'll, they'll claim to have found one. Just watch. He says, now if you'll excuse me, he says, I've got a lot of work to do. He says, but I appreciate you stopping in to see me. It has been enlightening. He says. I wish you well, Z-17. X-17. X-17. He says, uh, he says, you can call me Xander. He says, that's the name I go by these days. Xander. To those that know me. I'm so. sorry. What was what was the big eyeball's name? Xanathar. Okay, never mind. Xanathar. Yes, that was, I was like, different worlds. Different. <laughs> <laughs> no, Xander. Um. Uh, he says, um, "Oh, uh, yes. Let me create a way for you out of here." And uh, he. Uh, he uh, just kind of points uh, at the stairs behind you and uh, casts this quick spell and you see the shape of a door, uh, like, a, like a rectangular shape appear, and then like the stairs just lower uh, into uh, like a doorway at the bottom. 
right. I will depart. He says, one last thing before you go. Yes. Keep your eyes open. He says, truly watch the world around you. He just nods as you. All right. I leave. All right. Uh, the door takes you, your door opens up and you find, your, uh, find yourself right uh, actually where you came in. Is V32 still there? Uh, V32 is no longer there. Just you uh, uh, on the other side, of, just standing uh, kind of on a wall that faces the uh, job board. All right. And it, as you uh, step out of the door, it shuts behind you and then turns back into a brick wall. I will head back towards the Silver Cauldron then. All right. All right. Uh, 88 comes back uh, probably an hour or so after, after he left. What time is it now? It's like mid-afternoon. Rain is, the rain is still uh, oppressively pounding on the pavement outside. That's impressive. And they had eaten lunch and went back upstairs to continue eating. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my bag back. Everything um, good? Yes. I had a very enlightening conversation. Good. If I may ask, mm -hmm. if a group of warforged decided to start their own nation, would you attempt to destroy them? Are they going to I, I depends, I guess. I don't know why I would care. Well, unless they're gonna take someone's nation from them. I mean, that the answer to that is not a solid no because there's there's starting your own nation and then there's destroying someone else to take over and have their nation as your own. They're really different things. If it wasn't an isolated area, no one had claimed to. I, why would anyone care? I mean, I can see like, like if a people set up a nation like four miles outside of Carthol and was just like, this is our land now, that caused some problems. More than- I believe that is what the Artificer Altair did. But it's really far away from Carthol. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> I believe it was actually within the borders of Carthol when she did it. Uh, was it? Was, yeah. Yeah, there was a big, there was a big, uh, big to-do uh, after Altaria grew in, grew in power where Carthelia was kind of like, hey, you're in our country, so you're part of us. And then they're like, nah. <laughs> you got all this magic shit. <laughs> over, though? Almost on the coast? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Carth Carthelia was like, we have all the land to the coast that's ours. Yeah. Um, but then... I mean, they weren't using it at the time. Right, and Carthol only had, didn't have that great of a hold on it, and also Altaria. Like, who's going to be dumb enough to take on a bunch of Warforged? Well, and, I mean... That is not... <laughs> that is not going to support they were making. Yeah. <laughs> Warforged have a, have a great advantage on, on other living creatures is that they can survive in any circumstances so like a lot of circumstances. 
Damn it. Yeah. Most circumstances. Well, true. I mean, you could, you could found a nation underwater if you wanted to. That is perhaps true. Yeah. Um, using that. The conflict with Altaria, it didn't ever actually come to blows, though, right? No, they had a... Just a bunch of dicks swinging? There was the East Hill Convocation that produced the, con- the Covenant of Everlasting Neutrality, <laughs> which formerly created the Academy of <clears throat> Altaria while declaring its intent to remain neutral. <laughs> would, you, would, you like, would you like to look at our big bag of wands of fireballs? <laughs> <laughs> this is our negotiating position. Mm-hmm. I can't say that it wouldn't cause a reaction, but would it be like peasants going after people with pitchforks? I don't think so. And besides, pitchforks would be highly ineffective. Yeah. <laughs> besides, if they did it within, you know, the next year and a half to two, Carthel and Pericles are going to be so busy other than other places that they'd be able to make a stronghold and get a foothold before anybody would be able to say anything at all. An excellent point. That reminds me. I will go over to the bartender. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, yesterday morning, we saw a Periclesian rider running into, riding into the city. Have you heard any news as to what its business was? Uh, he says... He kind of looks around, he says, well, um, we do get them occasionally, he says, uh, they are rare, he says, where were they riding in from, though? From the west. Hmm. He says, that's inauspicious, he says, um, he says, Pericles is right across the river to the south, he says, surely any sort of formal, formal, uh, Envoy would come from there, he says. Or if there was something from Binfelden, he says, it wasn't urgent. It could, they could just float it up the river. So uh, to the, there's only one thing in the West that would require a rider to move so quickly. He says, the Empire. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Uh, that actually seems like a good spot. We'll end the session there. So. <laughs> on the dun-dun-dun. On the dun-dun-dun, yeah. I did not expect that today would end with a Warforged Independence Movement. <laughs> <laughs> no one expects the Warforged Independence Movement. We've got to come up with a good acronym for that. Yeah. Wim. The Wim. The Wim. <laughs> 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 we get all on a Wim. <laughs>